that verse that I read to you in Proverbs 13 about the wealth of the, uh, the wicked is this very interesting verse. It's the next verse, verse 23. It says, Abundant food is in the fallow ground of the poor, but it is swept away by injustice. When I first heard this verse, it might have been Bill Johnson that first mentioned it in one of his messages. This blew my mind. This verse. Abundant food is in the fallow ground of the poor. Now, fallow ground is what? Who knows? Who's the agricultural expert in the crowd here? <laughs> Goat ground. Huh? Goat ground? Fallow ground? No, actually, it's It's ground that has not been prepared right. or used. It's been laying there. Fallow basically means that it's it's not, not ready for for planting. Exactly, it's it's been unused, right? That's why it's just that's that's what fallow means, right? So the Lord is saying that abundance for the poor has already been provided for them. It's, it's the abundant food is in the fallow ground of the poor. It's there, okay? But it is swept away by injustice. Now, we, we hear a lot about justice in our day. People are, are agitating for social justice and you know all these different kinds of, of uh, complaints that people have about prejudice and bias and all this sort of thing. That's not what this is all about. Because the injustice... In this case, and in many cases in the scripture, injustice refers to the work that the enemy did to steal, kill, and destroy what God originally intended for the human race. When God created us, when he created the earth, his intention was that our every need would always and forever be met through the resources that he put into this earth. Does that make sense? When he created the, the Garden of Eden, they didn't have to do a thing. Everything was already there. They were rich because they had every single need of theirs was met and they had an abundance besides that. Okay. So when, when this scripture says that, that the abundance is in the fallow ground of the poor, it's saying that, that it's, it's the undeveloped resources that God has put there, that they exist now. They're in fallow ground. They're, they're ground that hasn't been worked, ground that hasn't been attended to by anybody. So it cannot give up the abundance that is in it. Is that making sense? Yeah, that's right. Okay? And, that's but even if it could be, it is swept away this verse says, by injustice. Now, what is that talking about? The lies. The, enemy. the, lies, the, the enemy. The lies, exactly. It's what the enemy says to people about, oh, don't even bother. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. It's too hard. Mm -hmm. Sit down. Just right. Sit down and, 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 and let somebody else take care of you, a.k.a. welfare, a.k.a. whatever other kinds of things are out there that rob people of, of their ability to, to fend for themselves as so you know as 
so to speak, and to and to take responsibility for the direction of their life. And so, I mean, oh, this verse just is is so powerful. Rich. That's huh? Rich. Yeah. Rich. It is because it, it what it tells us again is that whatever it is that we need, the abundance that God has for us, He's already provided it. Right. So, so here we are, you know, as believers, as even even kingdom-minded believers, right? We're not just simply folks that have got saved and are waiting to go to heaven. <laughs> you know, we're those that want to bring heaven to earth because we understand that's what Jesus commanded us to do, right? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's our whole deal, right? Right. So, so what's the disconnect between? What God, you know, has provided for us, and the fact that it's still we're still having, you know, a struggle to see that all manifest in our lives. Well, transformation of the mind is, but you know, we can say that without really understanding what does it mean, right? So, you know, there's another great scripture in Proverbs in 29:18, which again you all are very familiar with. Um, Lost proverb there it is twenty nine and verse eighteen says where there is no vision people, <laughs> people they perish my version says they're unrestrained mm-hmm. other versions they say they dwell carelessly mm-hmm. right I have I have where there is no where there is no revelation yeah okay vision is a revelation obviously mm-hmm. right. And so the principle that God has given to us, I think the King James, isn't the King James? No, no, that's that's Jeremiah where he talks about the expected end. <laughs> um, the idea is that the vision is this specific revelation that God gives to us that informs how we're to go forward. Because if you don't have the vision... You either are are unrestrained in the way you live. In other words, I love this word, by the way, in the Hebrew. Have you heard about this? This word in the Hebrew for unrestrained or perish actually talks about an unbridled horse. Think about it. Have you ever gone horseback riding? Mm-hmm. Right? Did you ever want to try it without the reins? No. <laughs> exactly. No. <laughs> because you can't control that sucker. And he's powerful. You gotta have the reins. Well, that's the idea in this verse: is that without a vision, there's no reins. There's no way for us to control how we live our life, the direction we go. Okay, the vision becomes the reins that help us stay focused on the path that God has for us. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So every single person, I believe, without question is born mm-hmm. with a vision, with a dream. And I go back to Lou Engels and, and the quote that he uh, he said years ago. He said, God had a dream and he wrapped your body around it. Mm-hmm. I love that. What a picture, right? But that's mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about. The purpose of your life, the destiny, whatever words you know that, that resonate with you, that's what we're talking about. So recently... Um, I, I ran across this question, and I, I, I posted it this morning for, for some of you, if you caught that. Um, where would you like to be in life 
and have known you would like to be, but aren't there yet. Right? Where would you like to... And the idea there is, what is that thing that beats in your heart, that burns in your heart, that says, yeah, that's <laughs> Right? What is that? Can you, can you do it like an honest assessment of where you are and where you know you'd like to be because of what God has shown you, but you're not there yet? And we believe in the lies. Mm -hmm. We, you know, so, okay, what I see is this. Um, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are a thought of his, created. Okay? As soon as we're pushed out, the enemy's there. His wings. Okay. And all our supernatural giftings, everything that is that God manifested in us, the enemy knows about it already. That's why he's there. Mm -hmm. So he follows you and watches you throughout your course of your course of life. He does everything he can to prevent that from happening. Mm -hmm. But it's not until you you hear, you right. realize, you have to hear. He's all God is always waiting for you to finally hear him call you. Right. It's not until you're receptive. And then the, the vision, the restraint, the discipline comes mm. from being in the body of Christ. Okay. Where all of us, as one body, we can help each other in that vision because that vision is the same vision. That vision is what God intended yeah. okay. on earth as it is in heaven. Okay. Right. So now it's a matter of putting it together. We know what it is. We've all felt it in here. We all <laughs> we know what it is, and eventually it's going to come out. Right. We're all going to go start re revealing because we're, the time won't allow any more restraint as far as what the enemy has mm -hmm. holding back. And then what I see is a very is a is a powerful. I don't even want to use the term. I don't know what what the term is, <laughs> but it's just gonna we're gonna blow the roof off. Yeah. Of this place, you know what I'm saying? And it's I keep saying it. It's a, it's a light. It's just gonna be some something so bright and so majestic. Right. Glorifying Him. Mm. It's coming from here. From here. Okay. And everyone else that you're coming into contact with, God is bringing into the picture so that can happen. I see wealth. I see new beginnings. I see abundance. I see all that. It's happening. And everything that you have thought of is already being manifested because we're all thinking it too. Right. Okay. And that's awesome. But... I think, you know, what we need to first start with is what's your personal vision? That's really what this is, is the question really is, and listen, thank you, I love hearing what God shows people about what we're going to accomplish as a tribe, because that's, 
you know, I mean, wow, <laughs> that's great. But but I want you to think about what is it specifically for you, you know, that you know God's put in your heart and and you're not there yet. And the question is why? You know, what what has prevented you from getting to that place or at least closer to that thing that you see that you have known is where he wants for you what you want because he wants it. <laughs> Does that make sense? So I know this is heavy. Um, for a long time, the Lord has been putting in my heart to um, get my CADC so I can minister to the um, people with the drug and alcohol addiction. Oh, cool. Because that's what he um, delivered me from. Right. And... Um, and I've been working on it, and because of my situation that I was going through, mm -hmm. which you guys already know, sure, that's already behind me. So now I'm moving forward. Great. But the Lord is so funny because now, um, someone had gave me a word that there was going to be a, a window of opportunity. So I believe that came to pass, and um, I met this um, girl that she's a realtor. I think I explained that to you. Yeah. And um, it was just like a divine connection mm -hmm. and a divine um, appointed point time okay. where the Lord delivered her from the same, not from addiction, I don't, I don't, not from addiction, from another area that was like hardcore to like translated from the kingdom of darkness into the, his marvelous kingdom of light. Amen. So we had that same testimony. And it's so powerful when you put two testimonies together. It's like, yes, it's an explosion. Amen. So what the Lord is showing me is that um, the divine connection that I have with her, she has a, a, a team already. And what amazes me is that she's young. You know, she's 27. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm like this age. And already she already got this going on. So let me let me step into this. Yeah. So and step into the plate. So now I I have this on uh, my Samsung Note. She has a team already with um girls that are that the Lord took her out of those areas as well, and you know sex trafficking, addiction, right. um nightlife, whatever, you know bars. That's you great. Know, and and. So now I'm I'm working on forming my team. Okay. So so um, I'm addressing that, and um, and 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 in a couple of weeks on the 27th, uh, where all her team, hopefully my team, whoever the Lord puts there, yeah. we're gonna come together and on the 27th we we have a gathering, on um, at my house. So and I'm praying and asking the Lord to show me what is it that He wants us to do, mm. what He wants us to speak about, how to organize all this, you know, what He wants us to do. Um, but the my friend, um, she I learned from her because the Lord uses people to teach us how to do as well ministry, and she learned that we're going to incorporate with this meeting. That um, we're gonna get gift bags um, for the for the women's 
Okay. And just put, go to the dollar store and buy items of the things that they need. Great. And then there's also, I think it's in Asbury Park. I'm not sure where I have to look where, but there's going to be a big event. And they're looking for tables. Okay. So I'm saying, Lord, if this is your will, okay. I'm going to get a table and I'm going to present this thing, you know, that, that you know, he's orchestrating on like a fundraiser. It'll be like my first ever, our first ever fundraiser where instead of making these bags out of our pocket, we can take that from the fed from the um fundraiser. Great. So that's like a big one. But now I have to put my perspective mm -hmm. in order or my house in order, however you want to call it. And because I don't want to lose the vision where where the drug and alcohol certification comes first. Okay. Because that's I have to think about like that scripture say mm -hmm. that a wise person leave an inheritance for our children as well. Right. So I want to incorporate all that together and it's like one bit it's like a bowl. Mm-hmm. Good. So. Awesome. Yeah. Because that's the really the key. You know, you see where you know you're 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 supposed to go, right? Where he's shown you is where your place is. And you, you do uh, a brutally honest assessment about what's, you know, holding you back. You know, what is it that's, that's why, you know, you're not there yet. And based on that, you can look and say, okay, well, what changes do I have to make? You, you know, there's always going to be changes. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, for me, um, it was kind of hard to... Um, step into this because sometimes it's fear, you know, fear yeah. like, because I, I was, I don't know if it's the word challenged, mm. but, or struggled, right. struggling or struggling in that area mm. where I had been praying on it, right. on a failure, um, you know, to succeed, right. you understand, and then fall short. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I, I'm overcoming that. Sure. So and that's not by my own strength, but by his, by his strength, yeah. and just praying and keeping connected, not only with him first, but with others as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. And that's again, you look at. So what is it that's holding me back? You know, what's preventing me from moving forward toward that thing that he's shown me is what he wants for me and what I want. <laughs> you know. Sometimes people freak out about, well, it's not what I want, it's what he wants. Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. It's like, <laughs> when you understand yeah, what he I, wants, I you're going to want what he wants. It's like, how do you interpret delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart? Do you interpret that that he gives you the desires or do you interpret that that he gives you your desires? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, are you leaving? Oh my gosh. It's past your bedtime. Past your bedtime, yeah. No, I have 10 more minutes. Oh, 10 more minutes. Bless you, Anna. Bye, Bye. Bye Anna. So, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't, you know, please don't don't receive this as, you know, any kind of um, <coughs> criticism or, you know, being harsh or anything, but I just feel like that because of where we are in this season that the Lord is saying, hey, I can grace you 
to make the changes necessary for you to take the action that you need to take. You know, I mean, I, Debbie and I were talking today about you know the whole thing of, of exercise and, and whatnot, and you know, I I'm trying to do my best with that. I'm not anywhere near what I want. I have a you know I have a goal for myself in terms of my physical fitness. And I know that that's God's goal for me because I look at that and go, yeah, I want that. That's one of the ways you know that it's the Lord because you look at it and go, yes. <laughs> right. So, so I what I'm discovering is that that what I'm doing on my own is just not working. It's just not working. I can't make it work the way I want it to work. So we're talking about possibility of uh, going to one of these fitness joints. You know, and realizing that if we do that, it's going to require a huge change in lifestyle. Getting up early, getting to the place, doing a thing on a regular basis, being consistent. See, when you know what to do, you just simply have to implement it. And one of the things that I've learned over these past few years is the power of creating habits. Habits can serve you in your own personal walk with God and with the purposes that he has for your life. Because when you create a habit, it becomes a second nature behavior. Right? I mean, Juan, you've been doing physical fitness for how many years? On and off. Since his bone. Yeah, nine years. Consistently, since I was nine on and off, you know. Well, consistently, uh, wow, uh, this last time around, <laughs> God, goodness gracious. Uh, Thank God. Yeah, probably, uh, yeah. probably like over 10 years. Yeah. That's good. People can't see him. I'm oh, sorry, I'm answering questions. And... Okay. So, okay, so so how many years, 10? Probably a good 10, 10 years, years consistently. Right, so, so the deal is on that, right? Do you any longer have to force yourself, you know, to stick to a, a schedule? Uh, sometimes, but not, not, you know, it, it comes more like knowing, you know, just doing it, you know. Right. Uh, I mean, there are some days it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> of course, we all got to that. But yeah, it, it's it's more like. You just do it. It's become a habit. Yeah, you just do it. So, so if you miss a, a workout, it's like it's not going to throw you off where you you know. You're no, like, no, no. Right. right. Yeah. That's the power of a habit. Yeah. Right. You can once you get into a habit pattern over something, and it takes anywhere from thirty to sixty days to establish a habit, and so you have to simply make that change. Take action, right? I don't know about you guys, but I grew up in an era in the church where it was, we're going to wait on God for stuff. I'm going to wait on you, Lord. I'm going to wait for you to anoint me or strengthen me or whatever. I heard of that. Right? And that's not how it works. You know, we're called to take responsibility. And, and when we see that where we are is not where we want to be because of what he showed us. It's on me to make the changes so that I can get there. He can't and he won't do that for me. 
And so that's what we're talking about, is creating habit patterns that serve the goal that he's called me to do. Question. Did I look it up on my phone? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, this one wants to read it. I think it, it takes 21 days to break a habit. Uh, let's see. So it's Scott and then Donna. No, go all the way to the bottom. Yeah, I am. I'm trying to find it. Just two at the very end. Oh, at the very end? Mm-hmm. So it's just a major life goal to designers. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's the the idea is... Publish that? Scott is, is commenting that the question sounds like it's addressing major life goals or desires. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really what we're talking about. We're not, you know, not just some minor thing here. Again, if you if you believe that that every single one of us has a vision for our life, then you know the my question that I ask myself is, well, you know, am I moving forward toward that, or am I not? You know, am I not, am I doing something that brings me closer to that thing that he's shown me? And so I'm, tr- I'm trying to do my best, you know, to, to put things in order, for keep KTI so that we're ready, we can hit the ground running, all that sort of thing. You know, I'm doing what I know to do, and I'm saying, Lord, what I don't know, you got to show me. <laughs> you got to help me. Give me insight and wisdom and revelation on what that looks like. Um <clears throat> Okay, so then what Donna wrote mm-hmm. this question? Yeah, that's awesome. And so again, the, the read it, the, huh? Read it. Oh, okay. <laughs> she wrote that that her dream is fully manifesting the gift of healing, so the work of the devil is destroyed in the people I know and meet, both physical and emotional healing, okay. to be able to visit the sick and see them oh, fully recover so. according to His Word, oh, also to be used by God to baptize His children in the Holy Spirit. I want to see the baptism of the Holy Holy Spirit return to the church as it was in Acts. Good. So, you know, again, the idea is that we, we need to be brutally honest about why we're not there. Whatever that thing is. Why am I not there? You know, in other words, I can't be blaming somebody or circumstances or anything else. Why? You're not moving in that direction. Huh? You're not moving in that direction. Right, but why? See, that's the thing. You're just you're comfortable where you are. You could be comfortable. There's a lot of reasons why that we don't do that, right? It could be a comfort zone issue. She mentioned fear. We can have fear of failure. You know, there's many different things. But the question is, let's identify what that is. What are those reasons why I'm not moving forward? What are the reasons why I haven't gotten there yet? And then once I know what those things are, what do I need to change in order to overcome those things? Let's see. We have the grace of the Lord to enable us to do that. So, you know, again, going back to my analogy, that I have to take massive action to change how I'm approaching my physical fitness because what I'm doing is not working. So if I join a gym, I'm going to have to get my butt out of bed at 6 a.m. and get over there and work out for a half hour at least before I do anything else. Because I have no time any other time during the day. That's the only schedule that's going to work for me uh, so I can at least do three days a week of, 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 of exercise. You see, And if I make that change, then there's no excuse. 
making that change, that slight <clears throat> change is going to affect the rest of your day because you have to go to bed at a certain hour. You think? This is the truth. Mm-hmm. You have to go to bed early yeah, so, I, I, so, I, so I, you I, can go on ahead and get enough yeah. rest to yeah. get up again and do and this is how you're going to have to create you have to push yourself into creating this habit yeah absolutely sure so so you're saying it was not a good idea to stay up till 2 a.m. binging on the blacklist absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> which is good to stop watching that's that Scott, right that's Scott and Robin's fault <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um, <clears throat> can I copy yours that's funny uh that's all good. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I love that scripture. Um, so yeah, that's the key, is is identifying, you know, ruthlessly identifying what's holding me back, you know, the reasons why I'm not moving forward, and then based on that, what changes must I make, right? And again, remember, God is in the midst of all of this. Mm-hmm. This is not stuff that we're trying to do in our own strength. We're partnering with Him because we want his will done, right? We want the vision that he's given to us to be manifested in our life. Listen, I want to live to 120. I really do. Moses did it. Why can't I? But I know if I want to do that, I have to, you know, take care of my body. You know, me and Juan, man, we're going to be around. <laughs> we got a lot more stuff to do. <laughs> so, yeah. And Debbie, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm because of one with the with the physical fitness. That's what but yes, my wife Debbie is going to be doing this with me. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, well, in my sleep. In your sleep. Oh no! Come on, come on. You said you were going to do it. Don't back down now. <laughs> I mean, you know what? You know what? I what I've learned. These two have to take us around the room and tell us I what to no do. There we go. You know what? Ten o'clock I, when? I have, at I night? Yeah, Are you kidding? Heard Why not? And, and read that Ten o'clock at night to go exercise? You guys agree with that? I can't wake well, you up. Yeah, exercising before yeah. bed is not good. It, yeah, it doesn't it, it energizes you. It'll wake you up. Yeah, it'll wake you up. Even if you created as your habit right before you go to bed, you can't go yeah, to the gym at 10 o'clock at night. That's when I'm supposed to go to sleep. Yeah, no, that's good. You try it. Let me know how it works. You've got the oxygen coursing through your body. Anytime I can. It'll actually energize you for the rest of the day if you do it in the morning. What is it? Sean T. 25 minutes. All right. Called T25. T25. Bam. All right. What did you say? T25. Oh, doing it early in the morning, it actually energizes you for the rest of the day. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Because my energy levels are not where they want I want them to be either. Yeah. You know, I, I want to have more energy. And so, you know, this is this is what you know I've learned and I try to do it and I'm not perfect at it, but this is what's required, you know, if we're gonna move forward and what God has for us is to know what that change has to be and take it and just do it. <laughs> right, go ahead. That that's my struggle too. Getting okay. up early in the morning and going to bed early. And I know once I have that nipped, mm-hmm. we're off to the races. There you go. I agree. We're off to the races. <clears throat> yeah. And and I heard I heard this pastor and a couple of people, a couple of pastors I believe it was, that shared with me that if if we want to get up early and go to bed early, even if if 
if you wind up, let's say you go to bed every night at 10 o'clock, mm -hmm. but one, one day you go to bed at 11.30, but that doesn't mean that you sleep an extra hour and a half. If you get up every night at 7 o'clock and you go to bed at 10 o'clock, well, that's your schedule. But if you go to bed at 11.30, you still get up at 7 o'clock because you want to keep that pattern. Mm -hmm. Right. So I have to try to, you know, I want to, that's hard. It really is. You have to be well, consistent. <laughs> one of the things that, mm -hmm. <clears throat> that, that research has shown mm -hmm. is that when you're building a habit, the rule is you only miss once. In other words, if something comes up and you have to miss the thing that you're trying to build a habit on, mm -hmm. you get right back to it the next day. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, one time, you just only miss once. And that's not going to, it won't ruin the progress that you're making because you've made that commitment. Okay, something came up, life happened, you know, and I couldn't get to it. Get back on it. You get right back on it as soon as you can, exactly. And so that kind of an approach, you know, I really believe God honors that. He really does, because it shows him that we're serious about it. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, when I teach people how to be productive in terms of what they're called to, one of the things that I've learned that I try to practice is I make appointments <clears throat> on my calendar so that I can focus on that thing that I'm mm -hmm. supposed to be working on. Because if you do that, words, you know, whatever that creativity thing is, you know, for me it was for a while I was writing a book. And I had to put times in my calendar where that's what I did. Because if I didn't, that book would still be unpublished. Right? Now, now, now I've got to do that for the music stuff that I haven't finished. Mm. You know, i got so much music I haven't finished. And I need to really start to put that in my calendar as well. And if you're, if you're able to do that, if you're able to, to schedule things in your calendar... And that's, that's your appointment with that. Mm -hmm. So if something comes up, sorry, I can't do that. I already have something. I'm, you know, mm -hmm. I'm busy then. And you are. You don't have to apologize for it. I'm busy. Except he overbooks. Yeah, I shut <laughs> up. I overbook. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I think that's boundaries, too. You're setting healthy boundaries. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. When to say no and when to say yes. Right. Well, knowing what to say no to is is just as important as knowing what to say yes to, <laughs> right? So I don't know. I hope this is encouraging because you know every one of us has such an awesome. Like Scott, you just wrote here about wanting to be able to uh, be more comfortable playing guitar and singing in public and stuff. That's awesome. So we help you break out of that here. Yeah, you could absolutely, bro. Come and lead worship here, you know. But but even on an ongoing basis. What changes, you know, do you want to make that will bring you toward that goal? You know, what's stopping you now? And then what is it that needs to change so that you can begin to move towards that goal, right? How do you want to incorporate that into your life so that you're, you're practicing your guitar and getting more comfortable with it? You know, it's like anything else. Um, I don't know how true this is, but I keep hearing this. I've kept, I've heard this for years. <laughs> Mastery in any subject requires a minimum of ten thousand hours of focus. Have you heard that one? Yeah. yeah. I think it's 10, true. Ten thousand hours. Ten thousand hours. Wow, that sounds like ten thousand years. <laughs> right? Isn't that crazy? But this is, you know, if you really want to be someone that masters a particular skill or ability or, or talent or something like that. 
20,000 hours. Wow. Yeah. You know, I mean, I probably you know, spent more than that studying the Word of God because that's been part of what he's called me to do. <laughs> you know, and today I reap the benefit of that. You, you know, I mean, think about, I think about this sometimes, that, that I can sit there every weekday morning at 8.30 and talk about the Word of God for 15, 20, sometimes 25 minutes. Do I have notes? Very rarely. Sometimes I'll, you know, I'll, have, I'll jot something down about a particular Greek word I want to bring the meaning out, or I'll have that, you know, information there. But most of the time, I'm just, I'm sharing what God's taught me about that particular passage over the years, you know, and that, to me, is a picture of mastery, that he's enabled me to do that. I'm not saying I have to blow myself up, please, all right? <laughs> I'm trying to give you a real-life example of how this worked out for me. I wish I had spent the 10,000 hours learning to play the piano the way you know, that's the potential that, that, that there is in playing piano, but I never did. I never took the time to spend the 10,000 hours. Mm. Uh, we had a chance to hear uh, John uh, Blasdale play uh, the piano yesterday. He's a classically trained uh, pianist, and it was, wasn't it amazing, Deb? Guy is amazing. He's like, he's like in his 70s, and he plays this thing. What's his name? Uh huh. His name was John Blasdale, um, and so you can just see that he has done that. He's disciplined himself to spend that time to to achieve a level of mastery with classical music. And this is no joke, you know. I mean, you could have heard him. Whoa! <laughs> it was amazing. It was phenomenal. All right. Any questions? I love the violin. <clears throat> That's a hard instrument. Yeah. How do you get around the red tape of state regulation? Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, what the Lord showed me is that there's always going to be something that mm -hmm. we can do that approximates or, or takes us a step into what we're called to do. It may not look like what it's going to look like when we're fully there, but at least we, we get involved on some level. We participate on some level. Okay? Um, one, one of the things that I can use as an illustration of that is the Heavens Clinic that we started. God spoke that. He gave us a vision for that. And, and I said, okay, let's do it. Let's, let's get it going. Do we have an ideal facility for that? No, it's, we're a house here in the middle of suburbia. You know, I want to be on a busy main street downtown somewhere. You know, so we, we get all these people walking in looking for help, you know. But I'm not going to wait until we have an ideal place because we could start it now. And we could at least do something to get it happening. When, when are you going to start your training for that? Well, that's a good question. Um, part of it has to do with with uh, uh, partnering with Tom and Daniela, because they're going to be involved in the in the training as well, in doing the training. So I, I have to connect with them, and that's where some of the frustration comes in, because you 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 when you are are intentional about working from a team perspective, you have to patiently wait for people to come together 
to, to do that. Otherwise, you go off as a Lone Ranger, and I'm, not, I'm no longer going to do that. I'm going to trust the Lord for, for the timing that when people are ready, we'll come together and we'll get it done. And so that's, you know. So in terms of what your vision of having a group home of, of you know, uh, teenagers, I guess, right? Is that what you're going to do? Young adults. Young adults, okay. What could you do now that would take you a step toward that in terms of working with some young adults? I don't know. But that would be a question that you could ask the Lord. Show me what I could start to do that would would probably look nothing like what you are dreaming of, but at least you would be starting to do something in that arena. Right? That's what we want to do. And then I believe the Lord honors that. You know, he really does. So, I don't know. I hope this is helpful for you guys. Any questions? Any, any other comments from the peanut gallery of those that are watching online? You know, when you was talk, when you were saying that, I heard when we, we, when we give a mile, he gives us two. Yeah. Give him a mile, he'll give you two. I like that. Yeah, that's that to me is, is the, uh, the principle of acceleration. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I like that. When we when we partner with him, you know, it's like he he will take us and put us where we should have been had we been partnering with him all along. Amen. <laughs> it's like, all right, you know, I'll I'll make up for the time that you lost or the detours you took. And like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> right? That's a good thing. Amen. So, Father, I just thank you right now, Lord, that. <laughs> God, your loving challenge to us to, to really partner with you in some very intentional ways as we look at where we are, where you have shown us that you want us to be, and where now we want to be. <coughs> Our hearts are stirred to want to be right there in terms of all that you've shown us about our purpose, our destiny, the vision you have for us, Lord. So now, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for the empowerment of your presence in and upon us, Lord God. That the things that we see that have been holding us back, the reasons why we're not there yet or we're not moving there, moving toward there. Lord, we now know that we have what we need to make those changes, stick with them, to trust you, to walk with you through that, and to allow you, Lord, to accelerate us beyond what we could ever do on our own. So, Father, we thank you for that. And, Lord, we just say yes to you today, that we will partner with you and make the changes that we need to make in our lives so that you can get all the glory you deserve <laughs> through us in all that we're doing for you, Lord, and, and with you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.